You don't watch the blacklist, do you? Not yet. I, you've been talking about that one too, but I got too much on my plate. Oh, look, I, I might give it a try after I'm done with um with um Hannibal. Yeah, one of the stars uh, died. Uh, Clark Benoist. Ah, oh, he was so good on that show. My God, what did uh, he die of? I think he died of West Nile. Yeah, oh, the wow. West Nile's virus. Okay. Yeah. He announced that he had it on uh, the 4th and died yesterday. Holy shit. Yeah. It was uh, pretty bad news. He was one of the best characters on that show, actually. Was that show still going? Yeah, they're in season 8. I don't know how much he's filmed because of the virus, if he's filmed anything at all. But yeah, he, he passed on, man. It was... He had he had serious arthritis, a uh, bunch of other diseases. I mean, he was. Man, you said that like an old person. You sounded like my grandmother for a second. What? You, you didn't say arthritis. You said arthritis. Arthritis. <laughs> yeah, he did. He had arthritis. Or arthritis. Whatever. However you say it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, don't get mad at me because you can't talk. Hey, I can speak. It's just weird. I don't. I gotta, like you're the you're the college graduate, yet I'm the one always telling you what you're saying wrong. I have a headset <laughs> on, and it's weird because I can't hear myself. But you are crystal clear this time. I mean, I've got what six different people, four different emails, all complaining about the last episode and actually other episodes. And because that your end always comes in foggy. And I just thought it was like your crappy phone or something because I do, I'll do, I've done, you know, other podcasts where I've done remotely and it's clear, you know, there'll be occasional dropout, but it's nothing bad. I, when I go back to edit it, it's clean. Mm-hmm. Every time it was you and I, because, you know, the way, the way this works through the app, they we're on a delay. They're like a few seconds ahead of us as far as recording, you know, everything. Because if there's gaps, when I go back, it's already been filled. You know, if there's a drop in the mic, uh, drop in the recording, the, the the app will try to stitch it together the best way it can. And then sometimes I have to go back to the raw footage and then put it in another app, trying to clean it up, then bring it back. It's just a fucking nightmare. And so when you said last week that you were doing the podcast on speaker. I was like, no fucking wonder. Yeah, I've always done it on a speaker. Well, that's why it's always been crappy. You're, I challenge you to listen to last week's episode, even like 10 minutes of it. And then this week, when I'm done editing this, this is the first time since you and I have been doing this remotely that you've come in this clear. Well, it almost seems like I'm one of those singers and I can hear the beats of my headphones, but I can't hear me singing. You know what I mean? Well, do what I do. Uh, just slide the headpiece that the microphone's not attached to. Just slide it slightly off your ear. Oh, and did you hear that um, Regal's closing? Really? Yeah. Completely. It says they're pausing operations for now, which means they're probably going to close. AMC's going to try to stay open in Cinemark, but I read the other day that Regal was actually going to close all their theaters. This coronavirus, man, has killed that industry, man, completely. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know if or when it's going to recover because it doesn't look like this thing's going away no time soon. They're talking about a vaccine, what middle or late twenty twenty one. Yeah, like spring twenty twenty one. Yeah, or summer. I heard so. You know, we got a long time left to go, and you know, with everybody in the White House getting it now, now, or maybe getting it. I don't even know if he was actually. Does it just? It's so fucking crazy. He lies so much. Yeah, I don't know if he actually had it or not. I, I, I felt like a conspiracy theorist when someone said, "I think he's doing it to buy time between to get the stink off of this last debate and to prepare better." It could be that he's also trying to get sympathy too. 
you know, right, oh, right. he's sick. Maybe, you know, and, and, and maybe that's why he debated so bad because he's sick. But then again, he didn't take any precautions to not infect Joe Biden. His entire yeah. family in the front row, they, they, they were unmasked. And this time they're not playing games. They said, if you're not masked, you're out. You know, and, yeah. I, and I would love to see Donald Trump Jr. get drug out of the debate. That'd be fucking hilarious. Um, oh, fuck. I hate them so much. I hate them. And I don't, you know, of course, Im- I mean, you know, Biden said, you know, what you're supposed to say. Yeah. And said he doesn't wish them any ill will and hope he has a speedy recovery. Trump would have said, imagine, I hope he dies. <laughs> imagine if she was on the other foot. He would totally would. And if people mm-hmm. think, oh, that's bullshit, he wouldn't do that. Or I remember, remember when he was campaigning uh, for the fir- you know the first time, mm-hmm. and and Hillary was you know was with Bill and they're speaking and he collapsed, and then like the very next day they had footage of Trump at a rally, mocking Clinton collapsing yeah. because he was exhausted. I mean, so there's why you know he's the president now. He's done so much illegal shit. He feels like he's a tef- Teflon Don. Well, he is. He is, dude. He's always been and, Teflon, dude. And uh, so why wouldn't he just amp up exactly what he did before he even had a chance to be the president? That's such bullshit. And, I, and you hear all these fucking Trumpers like, um, you know, uh, you know, trying to get in people's ass for saying shit about hoping Trump doesn't make it through. I don't know, I'm saying it right now. I hope he doesn't. I mean, because <laughs> I think Kamala could ease Ka- uh, Kamala could easily beat Pence. Oh, Pence wouldn't get any votes, dude. He has no yeah. charisma. He has no personality, and he's such Lighten. and he's such a re- religious zealot. Yeah, that nobody turns- wants to take the chance to, that of putting him in office, dude. I mean, we'd end up back in the back in the right before the Renaissance, man, where. You know, anti. We'd be we'd be doing crusades over killing Muslims, and gay people would be thrown into internment camps so they could be converted. And yeah. it would be awful if a guy like him got in control. I mean, they would literally probably have to, you know, put him down. I mean, because it would we would turn. Oh, it would be awful. You can't yeah. you can't let somebody like that, you know, that religious be in charge of anything. You've seen all throughout history what happens when they get in charge. Every time a religious zealot gets in charge, horrible things happen to people. It's just what they do. You know, they want they want they want you to believe in their God, their way, exactly the way they do. And if you don't, you gotta die. Or you gotta be right. you gotta be reconditioned. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. I I, I he wouldn't win anything. And also, I found out that you know part of the reason why Trump was interrupting Biden the whole time. It was why? so impressive that a person that's recovered or recovering from stuttering, if you interrupt them while they're speaking, they lose their train of thought because oh, they have yeah, to, yeah, because they have to concentrate on what they're saying so they don't stutter, and that's why he did it so that so that Joe Biden looks senile when it's really. You're knocking him off of his ability of his platform of concentration because you're interrupting him. He's a former stutterer. And uh, that's even meaner. That's even meaner. Ed. Yeah. Well, he's a piece of shit. He's done way worse. He's a than terrible that. person. <laughs> but um, you know, uh, you know, my buddy Ed did, uh he's done he's done the last couple Ask a White Guy. You know, he's our Ask the White Guy mm-hmm. uh correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> for those segments yeah um he he uh part part of the reason he wanted to get into podcasting because he was a stutterer and he uh he wanted to like you know he he was still periodically stutter he thought it would help him and it, if you listen to like our first podcast i did with him because we did the horror addicts together and then podcast of the damned with audra and you listen to those first episodes from a couple of years ago he would kind of, you know, stutter and trip on words. And you know, listen to like two weeks ago or, or two months ago. It's, you know, you don't you don't hear it at all, see it at all. I mean, it's just forcing him to have to be in these conversations made him, you know, better at putting his words together. But I remember in the beginning, I would say stuff to him sometimes, or you get excited about a topic, and if I interrupted him, it was gone. 
then we had to start over, <laughs> you know, as far as the thought. Yeah, that happened. All right, so all right, so let's uh let's get started. I'll do a proper opening and then uh we'll go. All right, I found a few things I want to talk about. Great. Okay. Hello. I'm Damon. I'm the Black Marcel. How y'all doing? And I am aka Black Nicholson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, we are Black Nerd Radio. Um, there is, right off the bat, um, I'm going to start off with, uh, before we get started with anything, um, you know, like I've mentioned it to you, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, uh, next week, I'm, um, I'm um, officiating a wedding. Really? A real one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got ordained or online and. And I'm officiating a wedding. Uh, uh, my friends, uh, Kevin and Michelle, you've met them. Oh. At my birthday, at my birthday uh, last year. Oh, okay, I remember. Yeah, and uh, I said Kevin was the only Republican I like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's very reasonable. You can have a political debate and walk away still, you know. Not wanting to cave his chest in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not wanting to, to commit any. He's, I li- plus, he's just a cool guy. I like him. Anyway, um, I'm officiating their wedding. And, uh, you know, we didn't have like a bachelor party, but we had like a dinner. And uh, he, I, and his brother. And uh, um, we're having, we went to Ruth's Chris. You know, Ruth's Chris. The, I know, the famous steakhouse. It's expensive yes. as hell. Oh yeah, it is. Um, but I'd never been there, and you know, and uh, I shit you not. I usually like I always say like the best steak I've ever had was uh, I forgot it's so pathetic. I remember the year. It was <laughs> it was 2004. Uh, Claire and I went to Jake's Bar and Grill right down Portland downtown, and I had a I ordered a steak dinner, you know, whatever the special was, and. Uh, like I ate it and it was like the best steak. It was like perfect. Every bite was the good bite, you know. And I always talked about now that was a you know, I'm not a super big meat eater, but you know, once in a while I like a good steak. And it was just perfect. The steak I got at Ruth's Chris mm-hmm. kicked that steak in the ass. Of course it did. <laughs> and you know, it was you know, I remember thinking uh two things. Wow, I'm surprised it didn't give us like steak sauce and stuff. But then you take a bite and you realize you don't need it. You don't need it. No, you don't need it. They give you a knife, but you really don't need that either. You could tear this thing apart with your bare hands. It's that good. Yeah, I've had steaks like uh, that. You don't need you don't need anything uh, on it. No, my second thought was you don't know what good steak is. No, (laughs) Marcel does not know good. No, and I'm aware of that. I know that. No, you. I remember you waxing poetic. One time about the egg crop? Uh, no, about uh, a Denny's. You said your best steak you ever had was at Denny's, and you put ketchup on it. I wanted to. Yeah. Sh- I remember I didn't know you that well yet. We're standing in Radio Shack, and I wanted to strangle you right <laughs> then. <laughs> I was like, "What is? What are these words he's putting together? They have to be a mistake." But I remember <laughs> thinking uh, that those two thoughts. Man, this doesn't need anything, and Marcel has no idea what a good steak tastes like. The best, actually, <laughs> I might have been, I might have been fucking with you, but the best steak now that I think about it was probably at the A Crop. They grow their own. Uh, they are grow. Yeah, their own. they a, have their own uh, cows, and they make. Their well, own for beef. people who don't know, it's a. And in Portland is we have more sex worker orientated businesses like strip clubs bookstores we have more per capita than anywhere in the country yep. we are second only to thailand yeah it's everywhere that's though. everywhere so the the rain just gets it gets it out anyway uh that being said the a crop is one of the more popular ones mm-hmm. because it's a good strip club and it is a one of those few nexus of the you know strip clubs that are actually have that serve food that it's actually really good oh man i had one of the other oh, steaks are so good dude oh the owner owns uh the owner owns a uh, uh um a beef farm mm-hmm. 
a cow farm so all the meat comes from him he doesn't pay you know anything extra so you you get like uh you can get like a t-bone steak for ten dollars i got i got a euro when i was there heather and i went i got a euro uh it was the size of my fucking head <laughs> i didn't finish it i didn't finish it i had to take it to go box and it caught that and they said with well, a side of fries which was actually about a half a pound of jojo's and that was six bucks yeah Heather ordered a like a, was it a two pound hamburger with fries, which was the same amount of JoJo's for uh, I think eight bucks. Yeah, that's about right. And we yeah, and it, and you know we got titties and ass in our face. That was Ooh. nice. But um, yeah, yeah. But Ruth's Chris, I I I, I you know how much, how much did it cost? Huge. Well. I, I knew it was going to be on the spinnier side, but Kevin took the bill because he's, you know, him and Michelle asked me like earlier when they asked, you know, asked me to, to, to do this. And I, I went and got ordained and it was about 70, 75 bucks all said and done. That's not bad for the three of you. Or, or is no, it no, no, okay, no. That's what I thought. That's what I <laughs> no, thought. No, 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 no. 75 bucks was what I, okay. no, 75 bucks was what I paid for to get ordained. Oh, I thought we were talking about the steak still. Well, I, I'm getting okay. to that. And so he had offered to, because I never asked, for, you know, never wanted to, because uh, I came out of pocket to do it. They, and I didn't want to be reimbursed or anything. So he said, let me just get dinner. And then I saw how much, what I, because I had, I had a ribeye. I had a, oh my God, this garlic mashed potatoes was fucking awesome. Um, so the Caesar salad, and I had a, we had like, I had like bread pudding. I think my bill came to somewhere around 115, 120. That was just me. That's about right. Yeah. Uh, wow. But um, it was the best steak I've ever had. I, it was, I, that is my new favorite place. Now, when you, I mean, I, I mean, obviously I would go for special occasions. I'm not going to, I'm out of pocket. Every, every Saturday, every Saturday every night. <laughs> right. But if I, you know, something special or a date or fuck, just some friends hanging out, I want to go there again. It was, oh, hell, I'm sure Kevin would go again. But fuck, that place was awesome. I, it's a chain and everything I know, which kind of takes away the, you know, the special aspect of it. But I don't give a fuck. They're doing something right because I can't wait to go out. Did, uh, was everybody wearing masks in there except when they were eating? Uh, everyone, you know, tables were spaced out relatively fine. No one was close to six feet. Um, all the employees and staff, they all had masks. And everyone else had a mask coming in, but you could take it off when you're sitting. You had to go to the bathroom. You got to put it on to right. go to the bathroom. Yeah. You know, that oh. kind of thing. But sitting at your table, no, no, no mask. Dude, I walked in the Safeway yesterday with my mask. Stephanie had was lipping off about my mask because I got it from the hospital and I said like god damn it make America great again I ain't wearing my mask so I walked in the Safeway with it in my hand and I remember the last word she said to me was you need to put that mask on and I was just in a defiant five-year-old mode at that time and I was like I'm not putting this damn oh. thing on and then I walked oh. in the store <laughs> and I saw this white lady look at me and halfway opened her mouth and I went, oh shit, no mask. I don't want to be, I don't want to fight today. <laughs> I struggled to put the mask on. <laughs> Finally, I got it on and she closed her mouth and walked away. And I was like, you know, I would have cussed her ass up and down and been totally in the wrong, but I would have done it anyway. Yeah. I would have done it anyway. I would have totally I would have said... Anyway. You're, 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 you're the asshole. In this oh, scenario, I'm aware. Right? I, I know. I <laughs> okay. And I would have been fine with that, you know? See, that's <laughs> yeah. why I'm different than those people. Because I know when I'm the asshole in almost every scenario I'm in. I know when it's this is my fault, but I'm going to keep going. <laughs> you know? And I'll admit later on, yeah, that was all me. I, 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 I deserve to get cussed out. I didn't like it. So I called that lady whatever I called her or him or whatever. But it was still my fault. I started it. Right. All right. So what do we got on? Jeez. What do we got on tap, my man? All right. Uh, before we get started, because uh, I had a few would you rather questions for Marcel. And he has a few what stays, what goes for me. But before we get into it, I had to touch on... Um, last week I did uh, an, an uh, review of the movie Antebellum and 
I ca- I kind of I'm all right, I'm just gonna. We're all friends <laughs> here. <laughs> okay. I I had an edible, and to be honest, it hit me pretty hard, like in the middle of our podcast. So I was so focused on how what a horrific situation that movie you know presented and how that was i kind of forgot to give my opinion of the movie and 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 i was you know so i'm gonna give a sober (laughs) a sober part two uh of the review and for the movie i really did not I had a problem with. It. I had a couple. Well, hold on. Let me ask you. Let me let me throw something out here, and then you can answer it. Uh, I'm looking at it on IMDb real quick. And oh, okay. The title of this the, this guy is doing a review. I haven't clicked on it yet, but it says it's a fine movie to watch, but not cinema worthy. There's no horror in it. It's not a scary movie. Just violent in the way uh, in the way slave of slavery. And I'm like, but yeah. I, uh, he's, huh. No, and I said, I, I, but I thought that it was a horror film. It presents itself as a horror film, and the events are horrifying, but it's not scary as a uh, as a horror film should be scary. It was more suspenseful. I'd call it a thriller. I wouldn't call it a horror movie. I think it was misme- misrepresented. Also, the editing in the trailer, if you've yeah. seen the trailer before seeing yeah. the movie, it shows like the plane disappearing, which is giving you a, like, oh, they're otherworldly, you know, which it isn't. It's really kind of a kind of a, the village type of mm-hmm. approach, you know, because you think you're, you know, but here's some problems I okay. had with it. Now, I... And then I'll tell you what I think would have been a better now, idea. Now, this movie is only in theaters or is it streaming? It's okay. streaming. It, 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 they bypass, it was supposed to be theatrically released, but, you know, COVID. Right. So they went they went to the streaming okay. route. So, okay, like, we know how slavery got started. You know, they went to the other country, grabbed these people. So you have people that have never seen white people before they don't speak the language they're outmanned outgunned they're taken to another country they feel and they're having to learn and they're separated so they you know all these factors Mm -hmm. and you know slaves fought back constantly i mean there was there was there was you know the big revolts we hear about but it was it was constant now and and the way you know the way you were able to perpetuate slavery is people you know children were born into mm-hmm. it so that's how you were able to do this for you know literally hundreds of years yeah so that all being said now if they snatched up you me and some other black people we know or don't know and they put us in this in this situation I, you know, I was doing a podcast last week. I can't, I, I'm, I'm not going to just be docile because I'm trapped. You're going to have to yeah. kill me. I know too much. I was born mm-hmm. free. You're going to have to kill me. That's the only way I'm not going to keep trying to get away or keep trying to right. kill you. That never happened in the movie until the very end. And all these people were just, it was just like they're saying, it was almost a little insulting, and which sucks because a direct, director's black or one of the directors is black. And so it was like, what? <sighs> Only one other character starts speaking contemporarily. You know, it's like once they got into this situation, everyone else didn't because they didn't want any talking. And you know, that was like a big thing. This was a plantation to break you. And that's what the, the speech they're given in the beginning. And uh, and and it's just like they acted like the people are trapped and then they just like gave up and just been docile and just, you know, we'll just live a life of servitude instead of being killed. It, they're all regular professionals and they're just because they, they handpick these people. They're people of they're black people of influence or success, you know, or success in some way or another. 
they're all going to fight back. It's just, but you didn't see that but one character do that. And it was just kind of, that really got on my fucking nerves. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, no, this, they're all, they all know too much, you know? So no one, it's not like they're just going to be okay right. with it. But so that was, so I didn't think it was good. It tried to do uh, uh, the movie. There's a book called Kindred that is basically that, uh, that people, there's a group uh, in an area where they don't realize that slavery's over and it's gone on generationally, you know? So they're, you know, hundreds of years removed from it, but there's, you know, this is from this book. They didn't tell that story. They told, like, he said that he was inspired by this book, but he should have tried harder because it really wasn't. He was just like, oh, yes, another thing that was weird. It's a plantation, and, you know, they're doing everything, even the weapons. Like, you got one shot, two shot muskets, or, you know, let them. I, I can't imagine, like, 50 people there, like, well, he can only kill one of us. Let's all rush yeah. him now. You know what I mean? Because they're not using contemporary weapons. So it was like, you. this mm-hmm. is stupid. <laughs> this is dumb. And so what I first what I thought it was, it was that they were, it was like maybe there was like some kind of a time portal and they were grabbing people into modern day and shipping. Hey, let me ask back. you something real quick. That's I I, I can't they... raise my hand. So I got to find it. Okay. No, no, oh. I don't mean, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I want to throw something out there. Now, what, what was the name of that book again? Kindred. Kindred. Okay. And did it take place in America? I I never finished reading the book, but I know of the book. I have to. I'd have to go and look it up again. I can tell you. Okay. Okay. Only reason why I ask is because I've been accidentally in deep, deep, deep uh, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, or Georgia, and I can. That actually Uh sounds legit because I saw some black folks that I don't think they knew they were free. (laughs) <laughs> it's like I don't think you realize you're free. You know, I mean, I, I mean, there are parts of America people don't understand that are totally secluded, isolated. You know, oh, yeah. that have barely been explored, and you could easily a population of let's say a thousand five hundred. Yeah, you could easily do that. That 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 book could be real. So I just wanted to throw that out there while you were yeah. doing it. So go ahead. I'm sorry, but um. You know, I thought maybe there was some kind of time portal and they were snatching people from modern day and then shipping them back to the 1800s. And that's how, you know, they're able to continue to do this. And, you know, slavery goes on for hundreds of years because this is what's happening. But no, it was just, you know, rich people isolating uh, black people that were free the week before and were, you know, all of a sudden no one can speak English or at least. You know, they sound uh, like slaves years, from the 1800s. Years slave is what it like. <laughs> now, 12 years a slave. No, 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 I said sounds like this not isn't judging quality. I'm just saying, like you said, they oh, kidnapped oh. a dude. Yeah, but he's still. Is, yeah, they kidnapped yeah. a dude from the 1800s, and but this is someone from 2020 going back, and you know, and like the like the main character when she gets her her. Um, the guy who wants to be her, who's her master, he goes and routinely rapes her, and then he sleeps fucking like a baby next to her. He would, he, you better not close your eyes because you're going yeah, to die. We're we're going to die because yeah, I'm going I'm to kill, kill you. you. This is not. I'm not. It, it, it's di- like when Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, Django was talking about the difference in brains and all that with black folks and why they didn't, you know, slit the throat when he was shaving his dad. It's like. How many generations of slaves are you ta- of being a slave are you talking about? The first generation would have slit right. your dad's throat. The second generation probably would yeah. have too. But when you get 10, 11 deep, it becomes a way of life. And you have to be a different yeah. type of person to slit that man's throat. You know, and so you're right. She would have she would have killed him the minute he fell asleep. The minute yeah. he fell asleep, she had doused him with some boiling water and gutted him. You know, now maybe her great grandkids wouldn't have, but she definitely would have. Or I, I, I don't know why she wouldn't. I mean, that doesn't make any damn sense. Why wouldn't you? Why would you let your rapist sleep? You know, it don't make no sense. 
that don't make no sense at all. Well, yeah. So, so I'm just gonna wrap it up with. I got a little too <laughs> high last week, <laughs> and I forgot some shit. This is was part two of that. All right, sir. Let's do. Would you rather? Um, and um, what stays, what goes. Um, I'm gonna let you go first with one. You will go tit for tat. I got all like right. Four. I'll I'll throw one out there for you. Uh, I'll give you. I'll make it three. What stays, what goes. Okay. Star Wars, Star Trek, or the MCU? Just three. No fourth. Because I can't think, honestly, I can't think of a fourth franchise with that kind of cachet that would would make. Because if I said James Bond, you'd immediately go, James Bond's got to go. You know what I mean? I can't, and and I can't make it that easy. So I figure (laughs) I'd give you three brilliant sci fi universes Fuck. that would totally change everything if one of them wasn't around. Well, you know what? You know what? Oh, this sucks. It's, it sucks, but this franchise has disappointed me has disappointed me the most. Um, Star Wars. Wow. Uh, Star Trek is too vast. Well, yeah. It's just too. Yeah, the, the universe is too vast. It's giving up too much. So that's that's really Star Trek is giving up Deep Space Nine. It's giving up Discovery. It's giving up Picard. It's, it's also giving, giving up, up everything in the real world and inspired. There's no cell phones without Star Trek. There's no uh, what that those little ebooks, you know, without Star Trek. There's a whole lot of things in the real world that aren't around if Star Trek's gone, or at least they're in their. They might be in their infancy now. Yeah. Um, Star Wars, huh? Star. Well, uh, MCU, twenty-two movies, twenty of them. What's are great. what's what's the second one that's <laughs> not great that you didn't like? Captain Marvel. Um. Well, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, well, it's that second yeah, third every- movie because first one's good. Yeah. Third one's awesome. Right. Second Everybody one's knows awesome. that's the weak link, but um, the second one. Well, I although I like uh, I like Captain Marvel. That movie should have been in the beginning. It just it doesn't. I, I just didn't care so much for it. Not because of a woman. <laughs> I want to hear that bullshit. It's because we were so close into the Infinity War, and that movie fell out of place. It should have been like around Iron Man two, uh, Avengers one, Avengers two time to put her in there, you know. But. Uh, it just I don't know it seems that of of those of the MCU movies it's the weaker it's the weaker it's not bad but it's just I like it I well I don't I, if it came between giving up that or Civil War or that or you know Iron Man 3 I, I'm not giving up those so so that those 20 good movies out of 22 films um, and Star Wars has nine movies a lot of sub there's a lot of cartoon animated stuff that's good yes but of those nine movies, I love three of them. <laughs> the first, the I first tolerate, three. <laughs> I love, I love three of them. Uh, one of them is okay, and another one is, and the rest I could give two shits about. I mean, in fact, the last Star Wars movie just made—I'll never own it because it's—it just made me mad. It, it was just such a bullshit move. It was such fan service. It was like they forgot they were telling a fucking story. So Star Wars has got to go. So I'm thinking you're thinking of the first three that came out are the ones that you loved. Uh, the the what was it? What was that first one? Yeah, four, five, and there six. There you go. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars. Um, Empire Strikes Back. Return of Jedi. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. All right, your turn. All right. Would you rather? Now. All right. Would you rather know the history of every object you touch? Like you touch a table, you touch a cup, you touch a person, those clothes, you know the history of the object. Mm-hmm. Or be able to talk to animals. Like just converse with them and 
or can I just you know can I get them to just do what talk I want? To animals. I, that's not the answer. That's okay, the I, I'm just clarifying. Yeah. Just clarifying. All right. If you if you can talk a you can talk a animal into doing something if they agree to do it, that's one thing. But being able to communicate for them to completely understand you or know the history of everything you touch. Actually, I'm surprised. That's interesting coming from you. Um, mainly because talking to animals would be very interesting um, because you would ask them, how do you know which humans to trust, which humans not to trust? Um, you know, you'd ask like a lion, obviously at the zoo, it's like, do you ever feel bad about killing a baby Impala or whatever? Um, how do you guys communicate when you, you know, to which thing to kill? There'd be a lot of questions I would ask that I would love to give answers to, but the history of an item, like who made it, what their motivation was, why they made it, that would probably supersede that because I would love to like, you know, touch a painting by, you know, Michelangelo and find out what he was thinking at the time or why he did it or touch a coin from 2000 years ago, 3000 years ago and know who was the last person to touch it. You know, who made it, you know, these things that are lost to history, you know, I would, uh-huh. I would have the answer to. And, I think I'd go with with the history of it because that would just that would be more fulfilling to me, not by a lot though, because I would like I would like to ask right. some of those prey animals like don't you realize you outnumber the lion? Why don't you guys just run it over? <laughs> it's like thirty of you and you all run and there's like two of them run over. You know, <laughs> I mean, come on, what, what what's happening here? I, you know, shit like that. You know, it's it, it would just be questions like that, but that's kind of kind of silly i would rather know why this was this certain item was made and you know who made it and 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 that kind of stuff i think that would intrigue me more all right now this one's a little interesting um oh man so do you agree that toby mcguire Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland all have played Spider-Man multiple times, multiple movies. I think Tobey Maguire's solo first one or solo second one is still outgrosses Tom Holland's solo and Garfield's solo. Yeah, it was it was it was really good. Who did it the best and why? Ooh. All right, this is uh the Garfield kid um Tom Holland and McGuire McGuire yeah. Well here you know what I hate this and it's not because it's the most recent I feel Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man and here's okay. why Um Toby McGuire was you know cause Peter Parker God, it's so funny I was listening to a podcast that was Talking about this very really? thing, huh. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Peter Parker is, um, you know, he's just mild mannered. He's very in, kind of introverted a little right. bit. But when he's Spider Man, he talks yeah, shit. He doesn't shut up. He he doesn't stop. He's a, you know, uh, Tobey Maguire had Peter Parker down. But he was also Peter Parker as Spider-Man. He didn't really get into it. He didn't, you know what I mean? He didn't really mix it up. Now that's not that's not so much, you know, he's just playing it as written, but I didn't feel he was anybody different. Garfield was really good as Spider-Man. Yeah, he was. He was fucking hilarious. As, but he was also the same as uh you know, as Peter Parker, he really he had a, he was a good Spider Man, not a good Peter Parker. And I feel Tom Holland has done both. He's there is a clear he's unsure, he's nervous when he's Peter Parker. He's asking like oddball questions, and then when he's Spider Man, he's super confident. He's like he's he seems comfortable. He's mm-hmm. you know what I mean. He rolls with it. So uh, I'm gonna say Tom Holland's the best. Now, Spider-Man. do you think Tobey Maguire? 
did that because of the way it was written or the way he was directed? It could be the way he's, it could be a little bit of both because the director is, um, it was Raimi, right? Yeah. Sam Raimi. And, uh, he, his directing style, he doesn't, well, you know what? He, he gives them a lot. He gives people a lot of leeway. You know, he lets, he doesn't really, he's not like, uh, He's not what you call like a an actor's director. He doesn't really get into their heads, and he just kind of has a vision and kind of steers you mm. into it. But he's not like he's not like a Scorsese or a um, or even a Spielberg who just like makes you forces you to work on you know a certain way. But so I'm gonna say it's McGuire. McGuire because I've seen him only because I can you know I've seen several other movies with him, and he's. He's kind of flat. Yeah, he is. He's always been like that. He's, yeah. You know what I mean? And he's not necessarily a bad actor. He's just like a Vulcan. He's just unemotional. Even when he cries, it feels full. And that's the funny thing. You know, the, the older I get and the more actors and actresses I see in movies, the more I'm starting to realize that there are a lot of actors who, for all intents and purposes, are the same to a different to a little bit of a, a degree in everything they do you know it's like toby mcguire when he's in a movie he's toby mcguire one way or another but you he doesn't like he can't create something outside of him like heath ledger created the joker which was totally you know the opposite of you know uh knight's tale you know, I've never yeah. seen McGuire do something like that. I don't know enough about Tom Holland to know if he's capable of doing that. You know, I haven't seen anything he's done other than Spider-Man in the MCU. You know, and that's probably my fault because I'm sure he has a, a decent filmography, probably five, six, seven films in there. And he's only 26 years old. So I don't know how much he's got. Yeah, he's got a movie on Netflix. Yeah, I heard. Right yeah, I was going to say that he's got one coming out now. And then Andrew Garfield, he's he's got a little bit of range but not a ton you know he played that um what was that dude that i think he was a preacher uh trapped on an island with somebody trying to talk these the natives out of killing them i can't remember what the name of that movie was but i saw bits and pieces of it and he wasn't terrible but he didn't he didn't create a distinctive character and i'm starting to think that that's the hardest part about the craft is creating a distinct character that's not you you know it's like the rock the rock mm -hmm. is the rock no matter what he does he's dwayne johnson in whatever he's in you know uh, batista talked about that a little while ago on this thing he's like i'm not insulting the man he's just a crappy actor he's a movie star but a crappy actor you know he's the same guy uh you know denzel is denzel that's why i kept bringing up uh i wish denzel would do um uh, what's that movie uh, Ace with uh, Jim Carrey and uh, the other dude, Dumb and Dumber, to give him something to to reach for, you know, to 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 be different in, like Daniel like Daniel Day Lewis, he's different in everything. You don't even recognize him half the damn time. I don't even know what he sounds like. I've never seen an interview with Daniel Day Lewis. I don't know who Daniel Day Lewis is. I know who Lincoln is. I know who Bill the Butcher is. I don't know who this guy is. And that's the thing about McGuire to bring it all the way back is that he just seems to be like when you said flat. He just he's just himself. And that's I guess good enough because he's worth millions and millions of dollars. So he's not failing. I just wish that he would find something that would stretch him. You know, give him something complex to do. You know, but that's a hard thing to do, I guess. Yeah. You know what? I heard most of what you said. Uh, <laughs> I got a phone call and I thought it kicked us both out and it was Heather's and uh, I got off the phone when she had to tell me something about picking up Bellowies tomorrow. And uh, mm -hmm. I was like, all right, I got to go. And then uh, I click back going to hail you again. And then you're wrapping up what you're saying. <laughs> So I'm gonna go. I agree. <laughs> okay, good. You'll you when you re-listen, you'll hear it, and then you'll be able to give like a post thing answer to it. Okay. Yeah, he was right or he was wrong. <laughs> uh, a quick summary. It was just basically how there's a difference between actors and movie stars. Oh, absolutely. You know, 
sometimes you know, a, like I sometimes you'll get a little bit of both. I, you know, I am a I am a little bit of a Tom Cruise apologist. He is a movie star actor. I mean, he he. Oh, he's an actor to me. Yeah, yeah he can do. Uh, he born can on, do. Born on the Fourth of July. You go watch that and tell me. He ain't yeah, acting. tell Collateral. Collateral. Yeah, go tell me that's not I mean, acting. He is a different <laughs> person entirely. So it, it he, yeah. he he can he's an. I know that that yeah. There's definitely a difference. All right, but let's move on. Um, what's that? Was All that right, my no. question? Yes, that was that was the one you had for me. Um. Yep. All right. All right. Would you rather go back at age five with everything you know now or know now everything you're... I screwed that up. Would you rather go back... I wrote it down. Would you rather go back to age five with everything you know now or now or know now everything your future self will ever learn? So you go back to age five but you are 40, 48 year old Marcel or 50, I'm sorry, 56 year old Marcel Thank you. <laughs> or you, or you uh, will just know your entire future from this point to your death. Now I'd much rather. It's funny. Cause I had a dream that I, I died and I went to, you know, whatever you want to call it, heaven or the next existence. And uh, everybody gets one question. And my question was, can I restart my life and redo it? And the entity was like, nobody's ever asked that before. You know, they want to just do something else or whatever. They've never asked, just redo it. I was like, no, nah, I'd like to redo it. And be able to make and I told Stephanie she couldn't stop laughing with this part I told her that what I'd want to do is be able to take my family the Twitty and the Brains DNA and make the perfect specimen from my family tree (laughs) see there see that's what she did no outside (laughs) DNA like if I had a relative that was you know 6'8 I'd take a little piece of that a relative you know that had a 200 IQ I'd take a piece of that you know, someone who uh, could, could had a 40, a 52 inch vertical leap, take a piece of that. Someone who was great in mathematics, take a piece of that. You know, and just mish, just mash it all together and make me. I'm still a brain and a twitty, but I'm the best that it can be. You are such a narcissist, man. <laughs> Why is that narcissist? It's not narcissistic. I don't know. It's just, I, you know what? It may not be narcissistic, but it's something weird. <laughs> it is weird. I'm not gonna lie. It is weird. But that's what I would want to do. I wouldn't want to like you know take from somebody else. You know, like you know Michael Jordan's leaping ability or Einstein's brain. No, no, no. My family's fine. We we'll just reach. We we'll just reach through the trees, and you know we'll pick pick from there. Um, but if I could go back to five and I knew things now about what was going to happen, I'd, I'd probably I'd do that with, without hesitation. Because there's only there's really only one thing I would change. I mean, I think about that every so often. What would you change? You know, uh-huh. sometimes it's goofy shit. Sometimes it's not. Like this one is real. I would take the opportunity to be a uh, an undergraduate assistant at basketball coach at the University of Oregon when Ernie Kent offered it to me when I was 24 years old. And you said no. That sounds like a good. I mean, I know how much you love basketball, so that yeah, sounds. And I like- didn't do it. It sounds like something you would jump at. If someone offered me a, a, a work and doing something in film on a professional level at 24, yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, shit. Where yeah, do I, I sign I, up? Exactly. So why didn't, and you, I why didn't you take it? <sighs> I, I don't know. I mean, there, there were probably reasons at the time that were valid, but I don't know. I mean, I, I've, I've struggled with that for decades i don't know why i didn't go but that would be something that if i i remember we were standing outside after a game and he said man i love the way you coach i know you know all the players around here i'm kind of new do you want i get you an undergrad assistant job here you know you'll be in charge of x y and z and you'll get to you'll get to go to oregon for free tuition all that stuff and 
I don't know why I didn't go. I mean, I can't put my finger on it, but that would be the one thing that I would change because at the time I knew basketball inside and out. You know, I mean, I was getting to the point where it was like I could close my eyes and diagram a brand new offense that no one's ever seen before. And I know I'd have been a head coach by the time I was 30. And, you know, I would have, I'd, I'd be a multi, multi, multi-millionaire by now. Um, you know, that's the only thing that I would change. So that's why I would take that choice is to go back to five and then just kind of wait for that to happen. And then go like, instead of saying no, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> just say, hell yeah, let's go. Now, I don't care what else was said or done. It's like, no, I'm going to do this. This is going to lead me to the path I want to want to go down, you know, mm-hmm. money, national TV, you know, and also I'd have a spotlight for my for my opinions where I can either be like Charles Barkley or I'd end up getting fired. So <laughs> you probably get fired knowing you probably, but you never know. <laughs> I, I might be a Teflon Teflon brain. I doubt it. Though. I'd probably end up fine. I'd say something stupid like, you know why the dumb WNBA sucks? Too many lesbians. And here's why. And it's like, what did you just say? <laughs> Next thing you know, oh. you're holding a little box of all your shit at a press conference. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know what I said wrong, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody hire me, please. <laughs> you said it's full of lesbians. Well, it is. It's 85% lesbian. How is that a bad thing? They're like, all right, sir, you got to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, but yeah, that's what I would think. Which one would you take, by the way? Well, I think um, I think I'd go back at age five, do some things differently with the knowledge. Uh, only because, uh, no, I don't know. No, that would be too hard because I don't. I could run the risk of not there. It is. Not getting Eloise. There it is. So never I, mind. I, I, yeah, as soon as yeah. I as soon as I actually thought about it, I was like, no, no, that means if I don't want to, I don't want to run the risk of not getting her. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, I just no, I just just pretty much know what's. I'll just do uh, have the you know the the sight beyond sight and, and just know how I, how my life really lying though. How my really lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, you know, just stay here and then just know how it's gonna be laid out for me. But uh all right. I'll give you this one. This is an interesting one. I just thought of this one. If you could pick between these two actors and don't answer too fast. Um now Robert Downey Jr., let's say, is still in prison. So you can't pick him to be Iron Man. Okay. You have a choice between Benjamin Cumberbatch, Don Ham, and Edward Norton. Oh man, that's rough because honestly, Fuck. I wouldn't pick any of them. I would, <laughs> I yeah, I wouldn't pick any of them either. No. But if those are the only choices I have, yeah, those are the only choices. The studio is saying these are your final three, Mister Director. You got to pick from these guys, or we're not funding your money or your 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 movie. So pick. I want John Hamm, but I feel I don't know. I don't know if he's right for Iron Man. I like John Hamm in a lot of stuff, but as Iron Man, I don't know. I could see him as uh, some other character, but not, I don't know about Iron Man. And, I, and part of that is because I'm just too tainted by how well Downey did it. Uh, so yeah. it's hard to forget. But Edward Norton would be my first choice of the three. But I, the movie, we'd never get to the Avengers because he would have derailed it with his bullshit. Yep. Uh, I couldn't pick him either. I just couldn't. He, couldn't he needs a, like a director that's like, fuck you. You know, like a Larry Clark or a uh, what's that action director? The guy who did um, who did the uh, shoot 'em up movie in the hotel. Oh, uh, we're not. I know we're not talking about John Woo. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, white guy, bald. He was a really good action director. He did the A Team. You talking about Peter Berg? No, not Peter Berg. Well, this is gonna bug me. 
Um, anyway, a strong director that um, won't, won't take his bullshit because there's a few of them, but he would. I can see him just derailing it, and so. Um, what was that movie you said that he directed? Uh, the Eighteen. Oh, okay. He's a good action director. He's a good director. Um, God damn it! What is his name? Joe Carhan. Conahan. Yes, yes, Con- yes. Joe Conahan. Okay. Conahan. Yeah. He also did. Uh, what's that movie with Jeremy Piven? It was a. Uh, there was a bunch of. Uh, are you? I'm assuming you're looking at his IMDb. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Let me find this cat. Okay. Uh, it was a fun movie with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, this dude did uh, Bud Guts and Bullets, uh, Narc, Smoking Aces. Yeah, oh, Smoking Aces. The Gray. Oh, this guy's a bad motherfucker. I, I told you. I told you. He is. But he's one of those directors that does not fuck around. I like to see Ed Norton try that shit with him. <laughs> but um, uh, who was my third? Who's my third uh, choice? Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Benedict. He's already yeah, kept, you know, no, he's not. Well, this was at the very beginning. Right, so, right, you right. Know, we I, don't you know, know what? I'm no. just going to roll the dice. And, you know, I couldn't, you know, at one point I thought Downey was going to be a bad choice for Iron Man. He made me, you know, eat those words. So maybe John Hamm can do the same. I'm going to pick John Hamm. See, and that's what happened with uh, uh, Downey Jr. with Leroy and I. We were talking about it. And I thought Downey would be a crappy choice. And he said, dude. He is Tony Stark. Look at his life. Other than being a super genius and a billionaire, man, they all have the same problems. He said, he said Iron, uh, Tony Stark had an alcohol problem. Downey had a major drug problem. Yeah. They went to, both of them went to prison. Both of them are extremely narcissistic. And I'm like, oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> they're, the, they're, they're the same person for the most part. Yeah. Okay. And I kind of went like, I'll give it a shot. And Downey Jr., like always, blew it out of the park man like yeah. always you can't you can't imagine anyone else no i really can't i can't see anybody else being uh and just Tony like Star- just, just like man. uh chris evans kind of you know he is i remember i thought he was a bad choice in the beginning too i was like fucking johnny storm from those shitty fantastic yeah. fours no thanks exactly and yeah fuck no man he is captain america yeah, it's like Helmsworth is this Thor. I mean, I can't see anybody else being Thor. You know, it's just they kept the. It, it was all right, you know. Mm-hmm. Now I I don't know about Black Widow though. I don't know if, if some other actress could have stepped into those shoes. You know, she just kind of seems like an ancillary uh, character anyway. So I think out of everybody, she's kind of a, the one that's expendable, the one that you could just kind of pick somebody. Not just pick somebody, but you know, take yeah. your time and and find somebody. Well, she hasn't had but, enough to do, you know, and it maybe the movie or that's coming out will change change everyone's mind. But <laughs> when it comes, if it yeah, comes out, you know, Jesus in, the, in the future. <laughs> but uh, you know, maybe twenty twenty one. Now that's when it's got. A, I saw a whole list of movies, man. It's, this one's uh twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. If it, if it works out, is going to be just. Let's see, there's Morbius, Black Widow, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, The Eternals, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Homecoming. I mean, uh, what the hell? They might as well plan on streaming this stuff, you know, straight straight to the home. They should plan on that. And then if the theaters are open, put it in the theater. But who knows if by, by March we'll be able to go back to the movie theaters en masse. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. You know, this virus, man, has changed our lives irrevocably. You know, you can't, you can't even, it's just, I see, I think about the times when you go to the store and, you know, you didn't have a mask on and everything was open. I don't even remember, I barely remember that now. It's been so long. It's been <laughs> so long. I barely remember it, man. I barely remember it. Yeah, it's nuts. So who knows, man? You know, uh, Mulan didn't do too well, but then again, I thought Mulan was the movie that we didn't need. But, well, uh, it, in know. the movie wasn't bad, but everyone across the board was like, "Yeah, it's okay." Yeah, because it wasn't okay. needed. It, it wasn't needed, you know. Well, well, it's the movie's job to make it needed. I mean, it, of course, it wasn't needed. None of these 
you know retreads are needed but some mm. are better than others and this one was just okay right and uh what it did did two things it got everything else pushed back that was on the docket and that between that and tenants performance you know yeah and uh but we're retreading last week's show so uh we'll no i don't want to yeah right so um uh i guess it's my turn I'm sorry. Okay, we'll end on this. All right. All right. Let's see. I had a one second here. All right. This is going to be, this one's going to really get you. All right. I, th- I think. Because you do both these things. I choose Cisco. <laughs> so, uh, of course. You I, don't Cisco. Know. I don't know. Would you rather mm. never use social media sites, apps ever again, mm-hmm. or never watch another movie or TV show again. But then you can, you know, you can, you know, look at all the all the social media sites you want, but you can't watch TV or movies again. Does YouTube count? That is part of TV. Oh, fuck. Now I guess I'm going to have to put down Facebook because <laughs> I... The reason why I think I would be it would be easier to do that is because you know you and I are old enough to remember the days without it oh yeah you know, yeah. know we're not we're not tied to it emotionally like a like 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 the generation that came after us they're emotionally tied to it I think we're kind of you know habit and functionally tied to it but not emotionally I think if I had to give it up I don't think I'd have a problem with it. I think it would be kind of weird for a couple days, but then I'd forget about it, you know, because I remember when there were no area codes, when you dial phones, I remember having everybody's phone number in my head. There were a lot of things that I had that people today don't have. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd rather have the TV, man, because, you know, at one point in my life, three channels and a, and a, you know, static, TV channel at midnight was good enough or 2 o'clock in the morning was good enough. So, <laughs> you know. What would you take? Yeah, I'd take social media because, yeah, I mean, I, I, it means I have to give up all my movies. You, you, no, I, I can't do that. Yeah. I, I love movies too much and hell, I'd say 60% of our show is talking about TV and movies, so <laughs> you know, well, that's what no I mean. Way no way I'm giving that up. I can give up social media. Yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't want to, but if it came to one or the other, hands down, that's got to go. I mean, I don't. Well, I, I'm not going to give up a really good movie uh, for Instagram. Argue, <laughs> yeah, to argue with some idiot on Facebook, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, like some of these kids, man. I mean, they literally go into convulsions when they can't check Instagram, you know, or Facebook mm-hmm. every five minutes. I'm like, I, I just, I, sometimes I wish I could grab, you know, some of these kids and take them back to like 1982 and go like, all right, function. <laughs> I wonder how many of them would actually try to kill themselves, you know, out of just sheer boredom. Uh, you know, that would be the thing, not out of just, you know, being out of time, but just be bored because it'd be, there's nothing to do unless you think of something to do. <laughs> nothing to do 1982 oh, there was really nothing yeah. to do i had to go outside and find something to do yeah but i think i think i honestly think you know you're you can anyone can adapt to just about yeah people can adapt to just about anything so i think uh they, eventually they'd come around if it's just not there it's just not there nothing you can do you know nothing you can do about it just i remember when i was a kid my mom my, my sister and i watched way too much tv and in like a first you know we had a tv on its last legs and 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 my mom was like um you know when this tv dies we'll get rid of this tv because you guys watch too much tv and i'm always telling you to stop watching tv and so the tv died and then she never bought another one and we were like you know we were like a couple heroin addicts for like the first few days oh, i'm sure you were <laughs> but by but that's when I first started, like, really getting into reading. You yeah. Know? And I started, I, it was like a whole world opened up. And I just started, you know, fast forward a year, 
uh, my mom surprised us that she was going to be home uh, a little late because we were latchkey kids. You know, it was the early 80s. Of course. We all and, were. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, you know, she called and said, I'm going to be a little late. Uh, so you guys make yourself dinner. But what she was doing, she went and bought this new TV. She was like, you know, because, you know, it was just we just got used to not having a TV. Mm-hmm. We'd, uh, we'd read or do something else, you know. And uh, she came home and like, un- you know, brought it. Ta da! TV. Yeah. We're both like, oh, awesome. And then I went. I went about my business. Andre went about hers. Mm. My mom was deflated. Like it, we were so removed from it, we didn't care anymore. Right. So you know, I think you send those kids back. They, you know, eventually they'd come around. I don't think all is lost. I don't know, dude. I and I, I don't say this because I'm old. Er, but I, I feel like that this is different. This is addiction on the lo- on the level of like heroin in a lot of ways with social media. I mean, it is really it's not a bad thing, but it's really something that you take notice of. They are on their phones constantly. I mean, they oh, yeah. are yeah. updating constantly. They don't take time off. I mean. It's well. Well, it's, we're the weird hybrid that is so foreign to us because we remember a time when this didn't exist, right? And now it is part, it is integrated one hundred percent in everyone's lives. Right. But it, it's, it's to them, this is all they know. Right. So it's, you know, it's. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just. Uh, well, it's like it's like you know you don't they don't. The answers to questions are, I mean, how would you, what would you tell a kid nowadays to find an answer to a question that they don't know? It's like, no, put your phone down. Now, how do you find the answer? They say, I don't know. Well, it's called a book or a library, you know, go there mm-hmm. and find it. You know, what the hell? You call an Uber? No, you don't have your phone. You're going to have to catch a bus. <laughs> a bus? How do I catch a bus? You know? <laughs> and I asked my brother, who's got a 14-year-old uh, adopted daughter, how many kids does he know that can't tell the time on an analog clock? He said probably ninety percent of the kids can't tell time. He said he has. Are he you fights, serious? Yeah, he fights with his with his uh, daughter about that because she I uh, still ask him sometimes when her phone's not around what time is it? And they got a big clock. He's like, well, look at the clock. I can't read that. And that's the thing that makes me think that they might not be able to adjust as well as you think. <laughs> you know what crazy. I mean? How do well, you whose not fault think? is that? That's 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 our fault. Hell, they're just now bringing back cursive writing. When yeah, I yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, we've, Eloise has. Uh, she was, she was such a cursive advocate. She loves writing in cursive. Mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, you know, Heather and I were both like, you know, you don't have to work at this way because they don't teach us anymore. Mm-hmm. And then like, now it was like I make like six seven months later. They're like, oh, they're bringing it back. They're bringing back cursive. I thought that was the good news. Well, they had to. Think about it. How many forms do you have where you print your name and sign your name? They -hmm. were going to have a generation of kids that couldn't sign their name. Now what do you do for ID ID a signature check? You can't. And I'm sure that's what got them to change it. It was like, you know, how do we compare signatures if there's no signature to compare it to? This is Mm -hmm. weird. Why did we do this? And I was like, I, was, I never understood it in the first place, but that's that's just me. So, anyway, that's all I got, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, folks, uh, I think this is the show. That was a hard, about, hard stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're talking about cursive. So, uh, yeah, I think we've exhausted all our topics for today. Yeah. So, uh,